0: Ten.
1: Nine. Ignition sequence starts. Six. Hello, and welcome to Rocket Fuel, your daily update of everything that's happening in the rocket pool community. My name is Wack Wack Attack. Today is February 22nd, and we're starting the episode with some really sad news that happened yesterday. So, um, Agent Provocateur said crap i just got slashed for double attestation i don't understand i ran service terminate on the current node and i guess he means his like previous node and then um he's like a slashing permanent um my both my validators are slashed how much am i going to lose and the object says around one eth per validator and what happened so then agent provocateur goes to kind of explain what happened and there was a whole discussion going on but let's um Kind of like have a look at the slash nodes so here there's mini pool validator 275274 and it exited and you can see that it got a huge slash right here um and then there's the second validator 269454 um that also got um slashed oh that actually had a nice block right here that was over half an eth but um yeah besides the point they, they lost an eth in in the rewards there so um on on the eth principle i guess not just the rewards so that's the fine, and they'll also be leaking um they'll be leaking um like amounts until they um get booted i think which takes 36 days so you know they were talking about it in um in support and uh, object was helping patches was helping um joe turned up later and they were trying to get um agent provocateur to like try to figure out what was going on exactly and um, what had happened and they were kind of um, trying to figure out exactly what happens so it seems Patches says if you terminated the uh, node first then uh, the purge the command that you run after that probably failed and um, agent provocateur says is that cl- stated clearly anywhere in the docs and object says nope and then patches says the docs don't talk about this much but there's still a reason i use SRM in my guide fornax is going to be heartbroken so you know there was a big back and forth all the discussion that was happening about what happened people were trying to figure it out and um Patches says i have all the context for a post-mortem if that would be helpful and then he wrote a postmortem. so let's have a look at the post-mortem he says um too many pools were slashed today with the following timeline um Node operator ran um, Rocket Pool service terminate expecting this to delete its keys. It does not currently delete the keys. It ran uh, Rocket Pool wallet purge to be safe, but it failed due to the previous t- terminate, and they did not notice the error. Node operator proceeds to restore a wallet on a different node and eventually restarted the service on the original node, leading to attestation violations. And then um, this is number three fifteen. Adds verbosity to the error reporting for the purge command but um we should have terminate do a best effort deletion of their data directly for the project um and then kind of goes on to explain um what a better way of of um getting rid of the data on the old node seems to be and then um fizz says this seems to be roughly similar to the occurrence to the one that described in issue um 212. so it seems like um they kind of figured out what was going on um, the user thought they had cleared their old node. Uh, the old node wasn't cleared. They loaded it up on their new node and double attest, test and they lost two ETH for their two mini pools. So um, it's definitely not nice for this node operator. Um, Patches was saying that this is one of the few occurrences where you can kind of feel bad for the person getting slashed uh, because it's not entirely their fault um they thought they were doing things maybe they could have been a bit more prudent maybe they could have had a look a little bit more closely but um you know it wasn't it wasn't necessarily all their mistake so um it was really sad that that happened and people were kind of they felt bad for Argent provocateur um and then um urgent provocateur said would the uh, would the team consider um some kind of um bug bounty reward to make up for the loss um he said i'm not looking to make up, make any money just make up the fact that losses um should be insignificant to the organization so i guess joe um asked um the team and he says uh, i asked the team and the team has declined compensation so crowdfunding is the best option and then uh, joe tells agent provocateur to um, reach out to ramana um people started saying they'll chip in um and then um, Ajahn Provocator left me this message as well to include in Rocket Fuel today. He says, adding to the submission, um, I was a node operator who got slashed due to the issues where service terminate did not delete the keys and wallet Purge won't work after service terminate. I asked for compensation from for the slashing losses from the bug bounty program, but the team ultimately denied it. At the suggestion of fellow members, I am setting up a crowd fund at my withdrawal address to help ease the pain and raise awareness for the issue. Um so that this won't happen to anyone else. And then there's an address where Agent Provocateur is accepting donations. Um, so if you are, if you want to donate to Agent Provocateur, you can see the message in the um, description with this timestamp, the last one, and you can um, send them some RPL or ETH if you feel that way inclined. Um, yeah, it's a really horrible situation that happened. And there were a few discussions that kind of came up around it about how um, you should always, 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 always make sure that you are not, uh, there's no way that you can double the test. Uh, some people take the drastic action of saying, break the hard drive, that the, the the SSD um, card that the previous node was on, like just leave zero option for that happening. Um, and Fizz says that if you're not comfortable, like in a tweet, he said, you'd rather leave your node offline while you figure things out instead of uh, like losing six cents per attestation miss instead of um losing nearly $3,500 in two ETH that was burned because of the slashing so it's a sad situation um it's really one of the reasons why I saw sad is because um there was an element of this not being action provocateur's fault so um that's the shame of it but um hey if you are feeling um, charitable then please reach out to Asian provocateur or send some RPL or ETH or whatever you want to send to the address that is in in their post so yeah sorry bro um, so um, also we got some news that there's an issue with Bisu version 23.1.0 um, if you update to this on your smart node stack it could cause your smart node stack to break um, and Yorick says it's responding on RPC in a way that breaks um, interactions. Interesting. Uh, Anajan Provocator was also talking about this before that. He says, I don't know what that means, but there's lots of, over uh, here my logs after Rocketpool service terminate, switching to latest base and teku and performing the initial sync. Um, and then Joe says, it's safeguarding randomly and the RPC API is returning complete nonsense. Ugh, I was going to put this in 1.8. Um, and then um, Joachim says it works fine for a testing definitely better uh, block import times but yeah smart node RPC stuff is somewhat broken and Joe says it works until it crashes Um, and he says it's totally balked I might have to do an announcement when I get on Um, but there's not been any formal announcement from Joe yet although he did say that well I will come back to that um, later um, about how this ties together to the latest um, software updates, but um, before we do that, actually, let's go to that right now. Um, oh, actually, wait, where am I going? Yeah. Oh no, actually, let's 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 not do that right now. Let's um, talk about um, the community call that happened yesterday. Um, Ken hosted the community call, and uh there were two main topics of conversation during the community call the first one was um denver um maverick and ken were talking about just how huge they expect denver to be with literally thousands of people coming by um the booths and um we're going to be extremely busy um maverick was saying how there's going to be at least one team member on the booth at all times um, along with volunteers and other people who are not on the list at that moment but want to help out um it's really exciting that they're um, making the booth like seem like a really cool place, but um, there's definitely this idea that um, swag will probably run out. So if you are a person who likes to collect swag, it might be better to um, get those on, on the first days of the conference instead of waiting until later, because you don't want to be in a situation where you can't get what you need. So... That's definitely something to keep in mind then they spent some time talking about atlas and all the things that are going into the planning of atlas there's lots of like um community calls and um other events are happening for like Langers and other team members um that are kind of moving things around and some of the calls that were supposed to happen before atlas are getting moved to the middle of march so that is definitely something that's taking place as well but um one of the things that maverick mentioned was that um the team are hopeful of getting Atlas out before Shanghai. It seems like um, Shanghai will the hard fork, Shanghai Hard Fork or the Chappelle Hard Fork, whatever you want to call it, um, is happening maybe towards the end of March. Um there was some talk about a month ago about it happening in the middle of March, but um the, the test nets haven't gone live yet for for Shanghai. So we don't have the um oh what's the name of the the test net um i've totally forgotten um the the second one there's sepolia yeah um the sepolia test hasn't gone live yet so once that goes live it'll probably run for a couple of weeks and then we'll have the goli test net that will run for a couple of weeks and then we'll have uh mainnet so even in the best case scenario if um if it happened today then we'd probably get um shanghai chapella in them towards like the third or fourth week of march and that's not happened yet so it's definitely like some good information in that in that call so it was an hour long go back and listen to it um you can definitely find out what's going on in that um and along with that you know people would then start to ask the question like uh and naja was um saying how long do you think atlas before shanghai is and um like what's the likelihood uh, of um atlas being before how likely do you think atlas before shanghai is and then kevster said 84.6 percent and valdov said 78.6 percent and he said kane do you want to make up a number two and kane said 85 so it's really great that kane here is you know giving us the official position of the team and saying that um atlas is 85 percent likely to happen Uh, before shanghai which i think is you know really good chance of that happening and um thanks kane for you know confirming that position of the team there and letting us know um i'm definitely not you know uh, letting you get away with this made-up number i'm definitely treating as if it's legitimate but um (laughs) i've talked on here a few times before about how it's really important to get Atlas before Shanghai, and the kind of the sounds that have been coming from the team have been really encouraging that that's going to happen. I know Kane here was joking, but um, I'm really happy that you know um, we have a glimmer, a, a strong glimmer, like a light um, of of that happening because I think it's going to be so crucial for that. But um, that's definitely um interesting on that sense. Okay, next now we have the update from joe about the smart node stack so he says um it's possible we might end up removing version 1.8 altogether and releasing 1.9 with everything at once including atlas And he says reason being i have a lot of documentation that i need to update for both i've been working 12 hours a day since january and i need a break and he's um and he says i've been working so much because then there is a the thing um Jasper said you know and Denver is the thing as well but um Joe has been working really hard and it's been really tough for him so um I can't I can't imagine how like how stressed he must be with all this stuff that's going on but um he says I think uh, version 1.9 is probably ready for alpha status at this point and version 1.8 is still in beta so it kind of makes sense timing wise to just squish them together and get one good release out of it all and people saying we love you joe and people like giving a lot of support to joe about this because he's it's working so hard um and then um non-fungible yokum says 1.9 includes the multi-call optimizations for the rocket pool demon and joe says yes and uh takezo says take a break you more than deserve it and likely need it um and (laughs) non-fungible yokum says i'm curious if that helps the basis situation and joe says it probably makes it worse um, the basic situation seems highly correlated with ETH call and uh, transaction simulation. Um, and let me tell you, the multi-call is one hell of a transaction simulation. Here's what it looks like. And then it's like a really big thing. It says it's it's this for every single mini pool. Uh, it says with 200 mini pools batched into a single call. Like, let them fire off a request so you can see size-wise what we're talking about. Um, and then... Yeah, and then he was saying uh, 64,000 posts, um, rest in peace, alchemy. So there's a lot of stuff happening behind the scenes that are kind of like complicating matters. um, And um, it's really difficult to get everything to play nice at the moment. But um, I think, um, you know, it's great that Joe's working on it. Um, At the moment, I'm not going to tell Joe to take a break because I know that, you know, he doesn't want to take a break himself. But as soon as Shanghai ships... Um, And sorry, as soon as Atlas ships and Shanghai goes smoothly, then I'm going to be the first person to tell team members to take time off (laughs) because this this period has been insane. I know Maverick's been working seven day weeks. Um, You know, we don't really know about what's happening with other team members, but I can only assume that they're working just as hard as well. Um, So great job, guys. Like, you know, we see all the hard work you're doing. We really appreciate it but um soon it's going to come time to take a break and we really hope you all like go to the Maldives or something <laughs> um yeah and Joe says I have version 1.9 up on Prater now so that's already um getting ready for the alpha release for that I guess um Joe's running it just to make sure everything's running okay so um yeah the versions are um the versions are uh, kind of meshing together but 1.9 will be the version that carries atlas so that's really exciting that joe thinks we can get that out soon it's really exciting okay the next thing is i want to go back a little bit and talk about uh, some of the odau drama um that's been happening this last week or so and um um Boodle had this comment about uh, being an influencer he says being an influencer should not be a way into positions of power like the odau so then uh sasano came in and he says i really don't understand the logic here bankless and myself are not influencers first we are educate uh, we are not influencers first we are educators first and both have worked tirelessly at that for years so they've been going for like three or four years you know with the daily way and bankless he says just um, though just speaking for myself and what kind of old down member i am he said 100 i'm not an influencer and it was never my goal to be one i just want to educate and i do that for free every single day by the daily guay Came third in the tree gen after investing thousands of dollars in infrastructure out of pocket in order to do it faster so that the community could got benefits out of this. Donate all my substantial RPL rewards to the Protocol Guild when I could just keep this for myself. And I'm one of the most active ODAM members when it comes to posting in here and promoting Rocket Pool. So what more do you want from an ODAM member? I really don't get it. So I think that was a really good point from Anthony Sassano, just talking about how he approaches his duties. Sadly, like, I think almost everyone can agree that, you know, Anthony doing a really great job of being an Oda member. It's just some people, like, take offense to the fact that other uh, ODA members are not uh, taking the job as seriously as Anthony Sassano is. So that i don't know let's uh, let's see what some of the other comments were um someone says i personally don't see the oda rewards as bleeding to be honest it's one percent of the total market cap to reward people who are critical of rocky pool's functionality but generally i will abstain from these discussions any votes because i'm not an unbiased party um someone crunched the numbers i think it was marceau and he says it works out to be 0.55 percent of the payment um actually it might be worth it to try to find that tweet in a second um and then david hoffman says he's also an odal member through bankless he says oh it's party time in trading i see um so um there was a whole there was whole um discussion yeah so he says 0.55 percent of the market cap that goes to the odal that's like laughably small amount of of money um is and then dougie had a comment here says what i don't understand is how someone cannot like sasal daily way got me into ethereum as one might say influence my interests um yeah and sasal says i was shilling rocket pool for a long time before joining the odour and never shilled to get an odour spot i donate all my rewards as well so that so Sesano definitely, you know, has been, I think, acting in the completely right way and willing to engage in the community with these discussions, even like uh, agreeing with the community with some of the points that community members are making about limiting the ODOW, expanding the ODOW, reducing their income, all that kind of stuff, um, which is really cool. And then um, next we had um, this um, other discussion about um, how... Yeah, well, basically, uh, Sasano was around for a while, and he was like, yeah, like, <laughs> enough of this. This is anyone new and for now, conversation has devolved, and I don't feel like there's any more value to be had at this time. We'll think on all of this more. Um, and then he, he peaced out. So um, it was a really good discussion. Like, people covered a lot of really good points. Um, you can go back and definitely read uh, all of those points. You know, the links are in the description. But I don't want to spend too much more t- time talking about this until basically i think the idea is right now the idea that the kind of the position that i agree with is you know this uh, all this order stuff is fine like there's nothing wrong with having these discussions however the team right now are working on some really 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 big things that are going to basically make or break the Rocky pool protocol the communities already had these conversations a few weeks ago and like you know come up with this idea of having a, a constitution or a charter of values for ODA members and i think that's great as well and there seems to be this idea that look let's let's let the team get on with atlas let them get on with shanghai stuff let them get on with denver once all of that is done then we can have this conversation in a much more like um detailed like involved way and we can really like um, grow this this position and i think that's the really smart thing to do like i literally I brought up the ODOW on Rocket Fuel like pretty much once a week for the last six months. Uh, and the conversation happens even more frequently than that. I just kind of stopped covering it at one point because it was the same stuff for over and over again. But, um, yeah, um, my position would be to uh, expand the ODOW massively, take it up to like 50 members. And um, definitely let there be more community members as part of that 50. Um, dilute all the income and... Um, yeah that would definitely make it better so even though the percentage of rewards for order members won't change the amount each one gets will change and the duties and responsibilities of each one will be spread out more and i think that would be good for everyone so um that's my position on that um but i think uh, you know nobody's uh, sweeping this under the rug no one's like uh, ignoring this no one's shying away from hard conversations we all know this is a reality of rocky pool protocol um and we, we want to fix it, where we're working on fixing it as a community. Um, but I just think we should wait six weeks to do that. So, yeah. Okay, like something really interesting happened yesterday. Um, we had this tweet from people doing a chain analysis, and they said Jump Trading withdrew 78 million USDC from Circle and transferred 80 million USDC to address 0xf8aa just now, then, exchange 80 million USD see for 80 million die and started to mint our eth so they can't obviously mint our eth because the deposit contract is full but what they were doing is they were using that to buy our eth even paying a premium for that as well so um that was really amazing to see um here you can see screenshots of the transactions and like you know the the money coming in from circle the money going out and then um the the transactions for um uh, swapping it to die and then um getting um R ETH. So there was a test transaction here where they got one R ETH and then there was another transaction here when they got three thousand two hundred and twelve R ETH. So um they're definitely like this this is the kind of stuff that we should be focusing on is how to make it easier for organizations like Dump tra- uh, Jump Trading to literally accumulate um tens of millions of dollars worth of R ETH in, in a single go and the experience right now is not ideal because they're having to buy in the secondary market and like all of that kind of stuff that comes with it. However, if they were to, um, if the deposit pool with Atlas, if it's going to grow into 18,000, then they'll be able to like absorb all of their, as much RETH as they want pretty much because there'll be a queue of people waiting to switch to LEB8s. Um, it's going to be a really exciting time uh, like this is the kind of stuff that we really want to be seeing about and that gives you a signal to Rocky Pool's growth going forward. It's fantastic Okay, um, Anthony Sasan on the Daily Guay um, on Yesterday's episode had this really interesting uh, conversation about um, Eigenlayer. I'm going to play it really quickly um, and then we'll uh, talk about what it means.
0: right so eigenlayer has released the first public version of their white paper so it's on the forum and at the website here of course i'll link it in the youtube description for you guys to check out they're also going to be doing a twitter spaces on the 22nd of february at 5pm utc which is 9am pacific time here And you can set a reminder for yourself if you find the link in the youtube description uh, but this is really cool. I mean, I haven't gone through it just yet. Uh, Wait, it's let me about just 19 pages, skip 19 pages there it. here about EigenLayer, and I've talked about EigenLayer a bunch on the refilling mean, for a very long time now. So obviously, I don't need to go through it again. But the white paper is there for you to go check out. Now, John here had a really great uh, uh, expert. Well, highlighted a really great part of the white paper here, which was section 4.4, which says EigenLayer can incentivize Ethereum staker decentralization. and it,
1: right okay so <laughs> i sorry I, I played a longer clip than i expected of your show um so basically anthony then talks about this um idea that um Eigenlair can pick which people it wants to be able to use the EigenLayer service so the idea would be that the service would be used by solo stakers home operators and also rocket pool users um instead of, and as opposed to, um, like centralized services like, uh, Coinbase and Binance, et cetera, who are also, you know, running staking operations, and this means that, um, your rewards will be outsized for staking your ETH, and because of your outsized rewards, you will be able to, um, this will then, um, bring more people towards, um, decentralized staking, um, and home staking and rocket pool staking, which is really amazing, um. And a huge growth opportunity in the coming year to eighteen months, as more and more um, protocols um, use EigenLayer for the security. EigenLayer will then use more and more solo stakers and rocket pool stakers um, for their um, for their validation, uh, you know, for their proof of of stake and uh, reusing that stake as well. So this is definitely really exciting. And um, Marceau here had a tweet as well. Um, he retweets uh, some of that same information the retweets um kunal who says kunal says lots of options for liquid staking protocols to provide boosted yield through eigenlayer looks like the market is catching up to the announcement and then he highlights ldo on rpl however ldo um from my understanding if i was eigenlayer i wouldn't Choose LDO in this situation because they've got 29 people running uh, thousands of validators each. It really kind of goes against that decentralized idea that we want to promote. Uh, Marceau says Imagine when Rocket Pool gets first class integration for additional eigenless services. It's literally in the eigenlayer white paper. No more guessing needed. Imagine if Rocket Pool can build even more demand by acting as collateral for those additional slashing conditions. Yeah, <laughs> that just that idea in your mind of even more demand than um than people have like even the bull theses have called for is just mind bogglingly amazing. Um, and Kevin says any estimates on additional yield yet? And Marcel says I haven't seen any info on this. I expect a couple of percent. Will probably depend on how many services and how risky they are. So I've talked, to, I've um, seen these people mention these ideas before, and they say that basically like you know for adding um something really safe and really um really uh straightforward it might be like an additional one percent maybe additional two percent and then riskier things get you could get like two percent three percent four percent like five ten percent even um of course each one of those is an additional slashing risk that you add to your validator um however if you stack the rewards in the right way it could double triple quadruple 10x potentially your staking income i know that's a very outlandish um estimation but um i've seen people like use those kind of numbers in their in their projections of course none of that is official yet but hey uh, like with the hyper staking stuff you know it looked like um it looked like lsd staking for rocket pool was going to swing in the favor of um ETH uh, holders but something like eigenlayer might help it swing back towards node operators as well so this is really exciting really great news um and I'm really excited to see what comes of it. Okay, next we had this uh, comment from Superfizz, and he tagged me in and he says um, PSA, uh, public service announcement for me, uh, Rocket Pool is at risk of being a. Ch- uh, of being a chain censorship agent through using censoring MAV relays. Um, it would be good to encourage people to disable censoring relays and allow us to continue working towards being good network citizens, maybe set a goal and work towards it. So I said to Fizz, do you have any info about this? Um, I thought we're all heading in a pretty good direction overall. You know, we've, we're have we now under 50% OFAC compliant blocks, uh, which means that, you know, the average delay for, um, uh block that well a transaction that has a tornado cash uh, the average delay for a tornado cash transaction will now be about 12 seconds which is really fantastic and um baldov says there's currently no appreciable censorship because not one single um tornado cash transaction has been censored on the ethereum network since the ofac rules went into place they've all gone through um And then uh, Object says there's a small issue preventing this. Many U.S. uh, node operators are afraid of using non-censoring relays because the legal implications aren't clear. Uh, We can't tell them to stop being afraid. We need to address the legal issues first. And then um, Fizz says I'm not interested in arguing or debating. I'm just sharing things as I become aware of them. Um, But then, you know, Fizz's um, comments really, like, started a discussion about um, what... um, censorship is what censorship isn't valdov says i just don't think it's a worthwhile topic about 50 percent of blocks come from OFAC compliant relays right now and uh, are we really upset that a particular transaction needs to wait an additional 12 seconds and um, um Dibzy says um the minimum bid will double that number so the minimum bid is a flashbot service that's being added that says if your block comes in under a certain percentage uh, sorry a certain amount then you'll just build a block locally whereas if your block uh, MEV is above a certain amount then you can choose to have flashbots make your block for you Um, and then that number will come down a lot as well because people will set the amount to be like you know x which is um, a price that they're happy with and then other than that they'll accept the censored censored block technically like a flashbots built block so a regulated bill block so there's definitely a lot of discussion that's happening here and here and stuff that we've gone over in the past as well and then fizz popped by later again and says i feel like it was a poor choice to say my piece and leave this room feels really argumentative lately and it's not a vibe is not a vibe i thrive on looking forward to some evolution i observed comments from someone i respect in the community who pointed that rocket pool censorship rate they cited 46 percent was higher than their expectation given rocket pools uh positive chain alignment so i can only speak for myself here and i know fizz listens to uh, rocket fuel so um, i'm not commenting directly on what fizz said um i um have all the relays turned on that Rocket Pool allows. Um and then whichever one builds the best block um will will relay builds the best block will win that block. And when I propose um some of my blocks have gone through flashbots, others have gone through blocks route unregulated and um, I think even one went through ultrasound money. Um It's something that I need to think about more, but it's definitely, I think, the market's getting to the point now where it's competitive enough that um, it's not always flashbots who have the best blocks. So it might be worth it to turn off um, blocks are regulated and the flashbots relays. Um, I don't know if other people are going to agree with my assessment or not, but um, um, it might be at that point now where we could do something like that. um, And it's always uh, good, I think, to present ethereum blockchain as uncensored as uh, not censoring uh, because it's so important and even though there's not been any actual censorship that has taken place um it's definitely been something that a lot of um people who like like to fud on eth have been uh pointing out so um maybe i'm glad that fizz mentioned this because it definitely brought up a conversation in trading and that's always good um yeah Okay. Yeah, 46%, I think that's kind of in line with the average of um of the beacon chain right now. Um if you look at the MEV Watch website, I think that's what they're seeing as well. But of course as others have pointed out, that's not always the best metric to look at for um censorship because it just tells you how many blocks are made using a, a relay that does censor. It doesn't tell you how many blocks actually censored a transaction, um which I'm sure does happen, but it's just a lot more difficult to compute but however then you know within a minute those blocks get included by someone else most likely so um yeah it's definitely an interesting discussion okay next we had this post from uh, rocknet um who says uh, the rocket pool flash briefing skills is released. Here's a video on how to get it added to your Alexa app and or device. So um, then there's a tweet saying, I made Alexa flash briefing skill for rocket pool. It typically runs about 70 seconds and it covers any custom news events, rocket fuel, smart node installer releases, node operator mini pool stats, and the RPL ETH ratio, and it's updated every 30 minutes. So um, if you have a look at this video, RockNet here shows you how to how to install it. We might have to go to Twitter to have a look at it. Um, RockNet shows you how to install it and let me use it. So yeah. we're looking at the Alexa. Hey
0: everyone, I made an Alexa flash briefing skill for Rocket Pool and I want to show you how to use it. So we're looking at the Alexa app in iOS. I'm sure in Android it looks similar. Uh, you can see I have a, new, a uh, skills and games icon in my shortcuts. If you have that, you can use it. Uh, otherwise, click on more and skills and games. Either way, you're going to get to a screen that looks like this. Hit search and then rocket pool in the search bar. Hit search. It's the first one that comes up. Click enable. Now, whether you've used uh flash briefing before or not, you're probably going to want to go into settings and then manage flash briefings. So you can see here I have kind of a list of default sources. Uh, These are set up, uh, I'm pretty sure they were automatic. Uh, I'm gonna uncheck all of these uh, so that only Rocket Pool uh, comes up for me. You can of course choose whatever you want and uh, you can rearrange them uh, the order with the edit button there. Um, And once that is done, you are good to go. You can click click home. Um,
1: And then if you click into here and say, Get my flash briefing. Here's the latest from your flash briefing. In Rocket Pool news today, this will be a big month for Rocket Pool. Also, Sassel woke up bullish. He de- so then that pulls the information you want. So um, RockNet did a really cool little video there of how to add it to your Alexa enabled device. And then you just tell it to get your flash briefing and it tells you Pool News, which I think was a really cool little tool. Uh, let me actually just like this and retweet this so people can see it. Um, and yeah, good job RockNet for for getting that out there. And definitely get that added if you've got an Alexa device. Okay, and then next we had this really cool thing from object who uh, posted milestone reached 80.87 80.87 of all rpl has been exchanged for the new version so there was a huge transaction that went through of i think a quarter of a million rpl was sat as old rpl and then got converted to new rpl yeah this one's 266,000 and it says this wallet converted it so then people started to get worried about whether they're going to sell it whether they're going to stake it what they're doing and nobody really knew what was going on um And people getting kind of scared um about about what was going to happen with that like oh no are they going to dump it on the market Uh, because obviously there's much 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 more liquidity on the new rpl side compared to the old rpl side and um then we we got some information about um what they did and i think it seemed like they the person um sent it out to um let's see what they did um, I think this is the person. Oh, no, this is not the person. I'm kind of a boomer when it comes to from this person to this person. Interacted with oh, yeah, so this person, right? Okay, maybe is that? Um, so then they sent their RPL, as far as I can tell, to um, this contract right here. Um, and let's have a look at what this contract is. And I think this was a liquidity position that they were adding to so they did a test transaction of 100 rpl and then they sent two hundred sixty-six thousand rpl after that um but yeah um they they haven't sold it and that's going to be interesting to see what happens with that but 80 is is changed now from old to new and i think the team still has their rpl as old rpl although i'm not sure so you know that's nearly 15 million that's shifted now which is fantastic Okay, next we have this update from Butter who says, please give this a like. And there's a tweet from the Beacon Chain website. Um, and Beacon Chain, of course, is the monitor of all the all the staking on Ethereum. And it says, as promised, the option to broadcast voluntary exits has been added to Zhejiang. And we're confident that it will facilitate a smooth transition for most users. And then, of course, you know, they cover Rocket Pool in that as well. So that's really great. Um, and then there's, it gives you a screenshot of what it looks like. Type voluntary exit so good job okay next we have this interesting uh, point um from um obisdev and uh, that's from atomic wallet He says hi team i'm andrew kono from atomic wallet pleased to be here uh, may i know in what channel i should ask questions regarding collaboration uh we're going to add rocket pool token to our platform and then Object says, if you want to talk to someone from the team, uh, please DM Maverick. Uh, if you just want to ask questions uh, to the community, any channel works. And then he says that he wants to connect with um, with uh, MAV. And then we got some interesting um, information about what, um, what they are. So give me a second, let me find that. Um, Atomic Wallet is a, a wallet that has 5 million users. And within that, you can um, swap in and out of RPL now because they're adding RPL. Um, let me just find this. Yeah. So um, it's a crypto wallet for buying, staking, and exchanging. And it says Atomic Wallet is a non-custodial decentralized wallet. It means that you you have your own backup phrase and private keys and thus you fully control your funds. So um, it's going to be nice to see that, um, that um, integration happening for... Uh, for Rocket Pool. So I don't know if they're going to be integrating RPL or RETH, but here I guess we'll get uh, information from that in a few weeks' time once the cl- collaboration works. And next, we had this link to uh, finally, uh, today we had this link from Peteris which is a uh, Ethereum dashboard. And you can actually use this to monitor the performance of your node as long as you have fewer than five uh, validators running on there. And it gives you all sorts of different information, such as um, consensus performance. And then um, there's a validator drill down. So you can search by your public key um, and get that information from there. And then um, it has economic performance as well. So they tell you about all the rewards you've been getting. So it's a nice little uh, dashboard that's for free if you have under five validators. So check that out. The link will be in the description for that. It is called um, Metrica. So on that note, I'm going to end today's episode. It got really long there, but I hope you all enjoy it. And I will see you all tomorrow. Bye.